0: Good morning, everyone, and welcome to our first service of a brand new year. (laughs) Thank you, Lord. We made it through 2021. (laughs) So with thinking of that, um, I was just kind of thinking about, you know, everybody makes New Year's resolutions, and they're all at the gym for the first two weeks and all those kind of things. But um, I was thinking about what I wanted to do as far as rededication and reconsecrating my life to the Lord this year and I think it's a good thing to remember but I think the biggest thing for me is I'm a fixer I like to fix things I and it's um, sometimes I feel like I can do a better job than the Lord so I start telling him what I think needs to happen when um, I actually need to become less and less to let him become more and more and John chapter 3 verse 30 says he must become greater and greater and I must become less and less He has come from above and is greater than anyone else. So obviously, He knows a whole lot more than I do. So this year, I want to become less and less and allow Him to become more and more. And to do that, I need to let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to God because He is my Lord, He is my rock, and He is my Redeemer. And to also do that, we must think of things that are pure and that are holy. According to Philippians chapter four, we need to think whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, what is admirable, if anything's excellent and praiseworthy we need to think on these things so my prayer this year as we open up this service and maybe it's just for me but i want to focus this year on being less of me and more like him because i know when it's less of me and more like him that's what the world needs to see they don't need to see all of me they need to see all of him in me so let's just worship
1: worship the lord and open up this service this morning with prayer lord we love you and we worship you God, you are holy. You are King of kings and Lord of lords in this place today, God. Lord, we just glorify you in this sanctuary, Lord. God, we thank you, Lord, for the year, God, that we're gonna have in you, Lord. We thank you for the miraculous that's gonna happen. Lord help us to be more like you and less like us Lord as you bring the backslider back to you Lord as the prodigal comes back to the house of God. Lord we believe in you for miracles God signs and wonders. God help us to focus on you Lord help our focus to be more on you and less on us. God let us not see the circumstances around us but to see the God of every situation Lord you are our healer you are our peace and our comforter Lord God be miraculous in our lives this year, Lord. Help us to trust in you. Lord, I pray against any fear and anxiety in the name of Jesus. God, I plead uh, peace and possibilities in you Jesus God I pray Lord for a mighty outpouring of your spirit in our church this year God as we transition Lord and we work on having our groundbreaking for our new building God I pray for strength I pray for peace Lord I pray for blessings upon our church I pray for blessings upon our families and in our homes God Lord help us to focus on you Lord God because we need to trust in you God because when we focus on you Lord everything else in this world it grows strangely dim god we give you praise and we give you glory and we give you honor lord let's just worship him right now god lord we worship you jesus lord we praise your name jesus lord we give it all to you today jesus because you alone are worthy god you gave your life so that we can have freedom and peace and joy in the holy ghost god we thank you for all that you are we thank you god for all that you're going to do jesus you
2: Help me down, but Jesus pulled me out. Now I'm no longer bound. And I'm so glad he changed me. I,
3: now a new creation in Christ. The old is gone this you life. I live by faith, not by sight. There is a new day written down in glory. He's mine. Yes, he's mine. I met the author of my story, and he's mine. Yes, he's mine. A new day. There's a new day written down in glory, and he's mine. Yes, he's mine. How many of us can say that today? I met the author of my story, and he's mine. Lá, 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 lá,
2: what I feel in this place Lord I feel the Lord amen
3: your prayer this morning oh god we don't want blessings we don't come to ask for anything we just want you we just want to stand in your glory lord we just want to feel your presence god we just want to honor you we want to worship you in your holiness jesus we want God. We want to see your face, Lord. We want to see you move in our city, God. In this church. We just want you in our families, Lord. We just want you. Nobody else will do, Lord. Nothing else can take your place. You're the only one, God. You're the only one. Just want you, 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 I just want you. I just want you. Nobody else will do. Nobody else will do. I just want you. 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 Nobody else will do. Nobody I just want you just one just want you just one you just want 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 you just just want you just just want you
2: Jesus, Oh, for just a moment longer, I wonder if we can lift our hands and we can just offer up a prayer to God from your own heart and your
3: own words.
2: Lord, we want you. We want you, Jesus. what I feel here today. Amen. It is good to be here at Refuge Church. I love my church family. I just want to remind everyone of our giving. It's still the same as it's always been, but giving and offering truly is giving back to the Lord for everything that he's done for us. And it's a wonderful way to tell God in this new year That everything that I have, I submit to you. You are the Lord over everything that I own. Amen. As we get ready to go into this next song, it's called The Blessing. And I just want us all to sing it together. And I want to sing this as a blessing over you all and over your families and over your new year. And I wonder if while we're singing it and while you're singing it, Maybe if you feel comfortable to stretch your hands forth and to sing the words, not just over yourself and your own family, but over the people around you and over each other.
3: Yes. The Lord bless you. Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace Lord bless you and keep you
2: make his face shine upon
4: Thank you, Lord. Oh, we just—several people walked up to me before service today, and just said so many different needs and so many different things, either in friends' lives or family members' lives, and—and and no doubt, again, some of you watching are online. You're you're not here because of a sickness or because of something going on in your life, and. So, again, we have a technology team that prays, and so if you're watching online, please just say, pray for me, or pray for, if you want to write, if it's not a personal need, put the need on there. That team up there will just begin to pray right now, but if you're here in person, and there's just something going on, you know, physical, mental, emotional, whatever it is, I just, I just believe God can do something right here, right now, and and so uh, I know several of you walked up to me, if you're here today, you say, my goodness, I could, I could just use a, I could just use a touch, and you just raise your hand in the air in just a moment, and some people are going to pray with you. And uh, I just believe that God can do something. Just pausing a service, God can actually step into a service and just like perform a miracle. That just that fast. And so, uh, yes. And so, obviously, a lot, a lot of sickness going around. I know there's another COVID variant. Thank God, it sounds like it's a little less. Mild, a little more mild, I should say, than the, uh, the previous one, hopefully prayerfully. Um, but if you're here and you're saying, you know what? I could use a touch. I could use, or maybe somebody in my life that I'm going to, you know, they're not here right now, but I want to pray for them. Just raise your hand if you're comfortable, and some people are just going to gather around you right now. And I just believe that we're going to bind together in faith believing right now. If there's a need, just find somebody right now and just begin to pray. And I'm telling you, God can do something in just the course of a moment as we begin to pray right now in the name of Jesus God we pray for people online if if there are needs of people watching online maybe they're not here because of sickness illness Lord I pray that you would just touch them watching online they don't even have to be in this building you are so powerful your your arm is far-reaching Jesus and God I pray for men and women here today Lord who are standing in this building father who are dealing with things or maybe they have family members or friends who are dealing with things Lord. Oh God I pray right now that Father that you would do a a work in a way that only you can do a work Lord Jesus. We might not even be able to call every person by name and maybe we won't be able to discuss their need in depth but you know Jesus and I pray right now Father that as we bind together as we lay hands on people that people here today would be touched and people Lord in their lives that they're praying for they would be touched God that they would touch base with people when they leave this place today and say hey I just want you to know we prayed for you today and and that maybe there'd be a miracle that that they could point to you and you'd receive glory and honor I pray after this prayer here today oh in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus Thank you, God, thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Well thank you everybody for being willing to do that and there's power in prayer. Praise God. Well you may be seated today. I know in just one second I'm going to dismiss kids downstairs. I'm thankful for everyone who's braved the elements and made it here today. And uh, it's ridiculously cold. I just want you to know my wife and I plan on staying in Liberty the rest of our lives with Refuge Church. But I have told God if you ever chose to move me on, take me to palm trees Lord. Because uh, at least where I was from in Wisconsin, you just get 10 inches of snow, snow blow it and call it a day. This like, is it ice, snow, is it ice, snow, ice, snow, no, it's not. I, I I like, I get, that's trying to figure that mess out. But, uh, but anyway, I don't want to cancel. I want to be together, and I know that we have a great live stream team, technology team. So for, for those of you watching at home, we welcome you uh, to church. It's a different kind of church. There's still nothing better than being here in person, but at least there's an option for those who cannot be. And, uh, and so, but let, make sure today... Before you leave, uh, there was a nice young lady that was just here, and she's not here right now. Where'd Ginger go? There, there she is. See that mask? There we go. There's Ginger. Today's Ginger's birthday, so... She's a, she's a fan favorite, so... We love Sister Ginger. Rock Church, you're dismissed. Go have a blast, have fun downstairs. I would suggest taking the stairwell, not the exterior entrance. Well, praise the Lord. In scripture, our first year, this is it. First service of 2022. You know, in Scripture, we see the Israelites, they place an important emphasis on certain days of the week. When you look in the book of Exodus, second book of the Bible, it's, uh, it's chapter 20, verse 8. It says, remember to observe the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Now, in this church, the literal Sabbath day I could go in-depth in that, but we believe that the liberal, literal Sabbath day is, is it's, its the infilling of the Spirit, that refreshing, that rest that God gives. I can give you Scripture in the New Testament, but that's not where I'm going today. So we don't have a literal, like, holy Sabbath day. And it's interesting, sometimes you speak to people today who still kind of follow Old Testament principles, and they will say, I believe in the Sabbath. I'm trying to find a church. I have people call me occasionally. I'm trying to find a church that believes the literal Sabbath, Uh, which is interesting because I say, well, do you typically work on Saturday? Yes or no. Or, okay, do you boil eggs? Do you cook meals on Saturday? Well, yeah. Well, then you're not following the literal Sabbath because if you follow the literal Sabbath, you literally cannot do anything. And so just, just a side note there, but it says, to observe the Sabbath by keeping it holy, you have six days each week for your ordinary work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath day of rest dedicated to the Lord your God. On that day, no one in your household may do any work. This includes your sons, daughters, your male and female servants, your livestock, any foreigners living among you. For in six days the Lord made the heavens, the earth, and the sea, and everything in them. But on the seventh day, he rested. That is why the Lord blesses the Sabbath, or blessed the Sabbath day, and set it apart as holy. So Israel, when you would study Israel's history, they had feast days, they had holidays and observances throughout the year, and it wasn't just limited to one day or one holiday. They they actually had something incredible called the year of Jubilee, and that is what I'm here to talk to you about today, the year of Jubilee. Let's pray, God, we love you, we are so thankful and grateful that we can come into a warm facility and sing songs of praise and worship unto you. And we don't take for granted the fact that you were here before we were. And that you inhabit or receive the praise of your people. And so as we lift our hands and weep and sing and shout and pray. You're here engaged with us, Lord. And, and we're so thankful for that. Jesus, so right now, help please speak through me. Talk to every. Man, woman, child, the children downstairs, Lord, the people watching online, I pray, God, that, that they would feel and sense the same things we are feeling and sensing here in person today. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. So the year of Jubilee came every 50th year. How many of you are willing, if you're online, engage with us here? Just go ahead and say, me, I'm, I'm over 50, but how many of you are willing to raise your hand? If you are over the age of 50 years old. Okay. I like it. Some of you, you're just like, not even you're like, I am. Anyone here remember the year 1972? Anything in 1972 stick out in your mind? You do? You remember a couple things? So here's the thing. Back in 19, I don't know if how many of you can see this, but back in 1972, the US president was Richard Nixon. What happened, five White House operatives are arrested for burglarizing the offices of the Democratic National Committee, the Watergate scandal. HBO launched in US as the first subscription cable service. I could have done without that. Atari kicks off the first generation of video games with the release of Pong, the first game to achieve commercial success. Anybody remember that game? I love it. The youth are like... <laughs> See, I wasn't here with you, but there's still some of these things I know, and they're just like, what? What things cost? The stamp was 10 cents. A dozen eggs was 52 cents. A gallon of milk was $1.20. And a gallon of gas was 36 cents. A new house was $27,550. Now... I was just talking to a realtor. They said first-time buyers are, are priced out of this market. If you're trying to get a first-time home, the average in Liberty is like $300,000 or something. It's insane. It's crazy. Okay? Average income per year was $11,800. Huh? Music. I, the first time I ever saw your face, Roberta Flack. Alone again. American Pie by Don McLean, Without You, All in the Family, Sanford and Son, Hawaii Five-O. Bridget Loves, Bernie, Maud, that was on TV, Top Movies are Diamonds Are Forever, Fiddler on the Roof, What's Up Doc, The Godfather, and Dirty Harry, World Population was 3.86 billion. The first scientific handheld calculator, the HP-35, is introduced, costing $395. (laughs) Guys, there used to not be a calculator on a phone. There used to not be a phone. (laughs) Super Bowl champs was the Dallas Cowboys. World Series with Oakland A's. NBA champs was the... Doesn't matter. (laughs) Stanley Cup champs was the Boston Bruins. I said, doesn't matter because our youth pastor's a Lakers fan. So that was all going on in 1972. Anybody remember? Now, Now, did I trigger your thoughts? Anybody remember these things as you lived out 1972? Raise your hand again if you remember specific things on this list. You see, Scripture tells us about the year of Jubilee. And we just read a passage about the Sabbath day, but God called for a Sabbath year. And the Sabbath day called for God's people to work six days and rest one. A Sabbath year was to work six years and then rest a year. Now, don't tell me that, 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 God, uh, that resting uh, in self-care were not important to God. So God had rested on the seventh day of creation, and he did not rest because he was exhausted or tired. He rested as an example to humanity. He told humans to remember the Sabbath, and, but then God talks about this specific year. He doesn't just say there's seven days and then seven sevens and then seven sets of sevens. He talks about a Sabbath, a Sabbath year, and then he talks about a year of jubilee at the 50th year. Seven sevens is 49 years. And so, listen to what he says here in Leviticus chapter 25, verse 8. It says, in addition, you must count, count off seven Sabbath years. Seven sets of seven years. He says, adding up to 49 years in all. Then on the Day of Atonement, in the 50th year, blow the ram's horn loud and long throughout the, year, for throughout the land. Set this year, the whole year apart, as holy. A time to proclaim freedom throughout the land for all who live there. It will be a jubilee year for you when each of you may return to the land that belonged to your ancestors and return to your own clan. This 50th year will be a jubilee for you. During that year, you must not plant your fields or store away any of the crops that grow on their own. He says, don't gather the grapes from your unpruned vines. It will be a jubilee year for you, and you must keep it holy. But you may eat whatever the land produces on its own. You just can't plant it and work it. Whatever the land produces, on it, that, you eat that. In the year of Jubilee, each of you may return to the land that belonged to your ancestors. So the year of Jubilee came every 50th year, and it was full of releasing people from their debts, releasing all slaves, and returning property to original rightful owners. Really, the year of Jubilee was this year of freedom and restoration. You see, God, even when they, when they were walking the wilderness, some of them would try and gather up manna and store manna. And then what happens? It would spoil because God was trying to teach them a principle. Hey, you're going to work hard. But then there are certain days or months or years or feast days or years of jubilee that you're going to let the land rest. You're going to rest and you're going to let who provide for you. Me. Ultimately, God was their provider in all things. But this really tested them. I mean, imagine, you know, you saw this man on the ground. You'd be tempted. Well, I'm going to gather. I mean, we can eat today, but if you gather some more, then we can eat for the next couple weeks. Let's not leave it wasted there. And so he has to specifically say in the year of Jubilee, you're not going to work the land. Don't even mess with the unpruned vines. You can eat what the, nat- the land naturally produces. But other than that, you ain't working. During the day of atonement, the blowing of a ram's horn would indicate the start of that year of jubilee. But why did this happen in the 50th year? Well, because the Bible places emphasis on the number seven. After all, there's supposed to be seven days in a week. The seventh day is supposed to be the Sabbath day. The land would get rest every seventh year, and then every seven, seven years, there'd be the year of jubilee. And God established this because he wanted his people to trust him. Humanity doesn't really change all that much. We do and we don't. It appears that back in the Old Testament, they might have been a little bit like us. We don't have time to rest. You know, you could say, "Well, well, of course we don't. Back then, they didn't have the things we have. Listen, everything we have is supposed to be making things easier. Okay? I I would guess that the majority, maybe there's one or two of you either here or watching online, maybe one or two that you have built your own house with your own hands. Like you were out there, and you poured the foundation, and you plumbed it, and you dug the sewer lines, and you put the framing up, and the drywall, and you painted it, and put the flooring down, and the roofing up. You blew the attic insulation, and like you took care of all of this. But I'm guessing most of us, it didn't. Back then, they would pack up their families and they would plant their own food and harvest their own food and build their own homes and and travel to the next place. And and they would have to do everything themselves. And they did it without a cell phone, without electricity. (laughs) Without automobiles, right? And so, If anybody could have said, I have limited daylight and no power, I have to get this done right now, there is no time to rest, it would have been them. But here we are today, you start talking about taking a day off, relaxing, resting, spending time, investing in family, we're like, I I would love to, but I have no time. I would love to, but I got to keep working being productive, getting things done. God absolutely has called his people to plant, to water, to work the land, to plant the seed, to collect the harvest, and to do it all over again. Absolutely. He did back then and he still does today. But he also wanted us to understand that his blessing was not just by their hands alone. He even warned them specifically about this when he was talking about giving them a land of promise. In Deuteronomy 8, 11, it says, but that that is the time to be careful. Anytime the Bible says, this is a time to be careful, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pay attention to what's coming. Beware that in your plenty, I do not care right now how much you think you do or do not have, you have plenty, and so do I. We live in a land of plenty. Gas has gone up, and, and everything's a little more expensive. Postage stamps are more, but guess what? We also don't make $11,000 a year anymore. On average. And he says, Beware that in your plenty you do not forget the Lord your God and disobey his commands, regulations, and decrees that I'm giving you today. He says, For when you have become full and prosperous and have built fine homes to live in, and when your flocks and herds have become very large and your silver and your gold have multiplied along with everything, be careful. Do not become proud at that time and forget the Lord your God who rescued you from slavery. But you know what happens often? It's often not the first generation that forgets. Sometimes The first generation that came from a life of drugs and alcohol and God delivered and God set free and God restored marriages and relationships and God God did all these amazing things. Sometimes it's the children or the children's children of the one that had that testimony that forgets. God says, don't forget, y'all were just slaves. You didn't have anything. I sent a deliverer. I performed miraculous signs. I got you out of a land of sin and bondage. Just don't forget that. And he says, don't forget that he led you through the great and terrifying wilderness with with poisonous snakes and scorpions where it was so hot and dry. I'm guessing that they probably liked snakes and scorpions as much as we do today for them to write this in the Word. Again, sometimes we don't, we never change where it was so hot and dry, which at this point we would take it. He gave you water from the rock. He fed you with manna in the wilderness, a food unknown to your ancestors. He did this to humble you and test you for your own good. And he did all this so you would never say to yourself, I have achieved this wealth with my own strength and energy. Of course, I'm blessed. I got to where I am because I worked hard and I did it. He says, remember the Lord your God. He is the one who gives you power to be successful. In order to fulfill the covenant confirmed to your ancestors with an oath. God did not call us to be successful just to be successful. He called us to be successful so that we can bless the kingdom of God. And something, you know, it's been beautiful talking about the history of this church. I was just talking to somebody about this recently, that I know that I stepped into a really a beautiful situation in some ways, that this church was, was paid off, and people had paved the way before me, and there's been a lot of stories of peanut brittle. Anybody ever been a part of a peanut brittle fundraiser? Yeah. I have not. Was that a youth? All right, talk to your youth pastor. (laughs) Sounds like a move the mission fundraiser. (laughs) Chad's like, I'm not letting the youth sit in the front next time. So I have heard stories about 15 hour days at Worlds of Fun. Where this church volunteered. Anybody remember this? A couple of you. All right. I've never done one of those. I have actually, but I rode rides and not worked. <laughs> and so you know, you'd say, "Well, this generation's entitled," and you and y'all just uh, you didn't pay the sacrifice that the previous generation did. And in some ways, I would agree with you. I think that that there is generational differences and there's strengths and weaknesses of each generation. I thank God for the previous generation because they were a pioneer generation. A generation that dug their feet into the sand and determined no one would push them out of it. Our generation, we don't have that as much. That generation, that was their strength. This generation's strength is says, okay, let me take the foundation that I have and do things we've never done. And think outside the box in ways that maybe nobody's ever thought before. And, and, and just because it's always been done that way. Sure we're going to stick with doctrine and that won't be shaken. But maybe there's a method that could improve what we're trying to do here. And, and so and it's taken what our forefathers have given us and it's made it better. And so there's strengths and weaknesses Of every generation but this generation I believe understands that we live in a time where we're prosperous and when I say we're prosperous that that does not mean an arrogance that says well look at all the livestock and all the finances and funds and the beautiful homes we live in oh we are so blessed and we're not we realize that not just because we're blessed to be blessed but we say okay my home is meant to be a tool for the kingdom of God. My home is going to host small groups. My home is going to have youth events. My home, and so you, you go, okay, this blessing is not just mine. This blessing has been given to me as a tool for the kingdom. And so today, I remember when I first moved here, there was a shift that had already happened. And I said to the, to the 18 people, I said, we're going to do a fundraiser. And I was a young pastor, just pumped to just try and raise some money. And everybody was like, fundraiser had became a dirty word in this church. <laughs> I didn't know, I knew a little of the history, but not all of it. And so they were like, you know what? No, and so... I remember I got this thing, you were gonna sell calendars and Christmas cards and stuff and this money goes back to the church and I was like, this is gonna be an incredible fundraiser for our small church and this is gonna be awesome. And so I worked hard and I asked everybody for the deadline for all of the fundraising forms to be submitted and we did pretty well. I think we raised like $300 or something and it was all what I sold And I think it was Brother Jim. I want to say, I could maybe it was somebody else, but he just said, Bro, we've worked a lot of days at Worlds of Fun. He says, Just tell us what we need and we'll give it. And I was like, Next time I just got him and said, We're looking to get a playground equipment. Here's the thing. But we raised way more money than we need. One service offerings came in, and I thought, All right, Lord. I don't need to do fundraisers here. If the people of God are going, I understand that everything I have is the Lord's. And if you present a need, I want to be a part of it. I work my secular job and I understand that I am blessed with that to be a blessing. And so I look at what God's done in our campaigns and we haven't done any fundraisers to get ready to go into this new building. But the people of God has said, I know I'm blessed not just for my house and my car, but I know that I'm blessed to be a blessing to the kingdom. And so God, he, he warned them, he said, just remember all the things I brought you from to put you in this place was to set you up for such a time as this. God wanted his people to know that yeah, you you must work the land but then there's a time you must stop and you need to trust me with the provision and the increase. The the year of Jubilee seemed to serve as a nice bookend for the, the cycles of Sabbath days and months and years because everyone was released from debts and from slavery. Everyone got to rest during the year because even if you owed this person that, the year of Jubilee was coming and that is where every got a clean, fresh slate. It was a fresh start. It was a time of enjoying God's provision. So I want everybody to go into your job tomorrow morning and to go to your boss's office and say, I need a full year off with salary and benefits because it's the year of Jubilee. but do not tell them I told you to say that and do not tag the church in any social media posts. (laughs) Okay, so none of us can take an entire year off and give the entire land a break. It would probably do the land great. It would do you really well. It would do your marriage really well. I know you don't think that. It might be a little tense in the beginning, but you work through some things and realize. But what we can do this year is we can dedicate our year to the Lord, the whole year to God. We can find times to rest, we can find times to forgive, to cancel debts. I know that you feel like you owe me, and I feel like you owe me because of what you did, what you said, what you didn't do, what you didn't say. But I want you to know, going into this year, I'm canceling your debts that I feel like you owe me. Times to let God move so we don't overwork ourselves. Times where we get ready to enjoy what we've worked hard to do the last 49 years. Because that year of Jubilee was about the fact that for 49 years, what he was saying was this. God's people had worked the land. They had dug and sweated from their brow and put things in the ground and planted and watered and harvested and did it again. They did this for 49 years. They sacrificed, they invested, and then would gather a harvest and do it all over again. And guess what, folks? As they did this, the Israelites would tell you not every year was as great as the year before. I mean, if you, chances, I've seen stuff on social media. For 2021, some people are like, it was amazing. For others, 2021, I see this meme saying, "I just dawned on me, 2022 two it's it's just 2020 with the word two no (laughs) you see some years for them were no doubt that the crops came up some years better than others some years, the harvest was bigger than they expected. Some years, the whole year, it was, it was, it was incredible. Health was good. No, but they didn't lose anybody. Family was great. Relationships were wonderful. But then there were other years in those 49 years leading up to the year of Jubilee that they say, I'll never forget that year. It was a tough year. It was so challenging. We lost someone we loved. Lost a job. Finances were a struggle. Health got a bad diagnosis. It, it, was, it was a rough... That year I felt like quitting. But I didn't. They kept working the land where they were called. And now it was time for Jubilee where God says, Hey, the Rams are... They'd blow that horn. Yeah! Could you imagine the feeling in the camp after 49 years? Guess what? I'll see you again in 365 days, boss! going home to be with my family. And I know some of y'all are like, I oh, don't know. No, you need to be home with your family. 365 days of, of rest, of trusting God, investing in family and relationships. And, 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 and now I get to sit back and say, God, I've invested and I've poured myself into this land and I've worked it. And, I've, and now I'm going to just let you bless all of my hard work from the last 49 years. Refuge Church, I believe I have an incredible word from God for you today. One that he spoke to me several months ago in preparation for this upcoming year. Actually, God first gave me this message 15 months ago. Because, anybody know what the date was of the first Sunday of 1972? It was January 2nd. Anybody know what the date is today? And on January 2nd, 1972, John and Rodana Morgans held the very first service of a Pentecostal church in Liberty in their own house. And for 49 years, various men and women have worked hard. They dug in the soil. They planted the seed. They watered the seed. They sacrificed. They invested. They gathered a harvest every year. And in some years over the last 49 years, some years were a little bit better than other years. There were years that people said, I want to quit. I want to stop. I don't think we can keep going. But they did not stop. People kept going. They kept planting. They kept watering. And today, the very first Sunday of 2022, January 2nd, exactly 50 years ago to the day this church started. Which would mean, according to scriptural context, that this year would be the year of Jubilee. And right now I just want you to watch a video about the last 49 years that have led up to this moment.
3: It is hard to believe this is the same road we started on. Ashes to beauty.
4: I think it'd be appropriate to pause and just clap our hands and worship God for a moment. not my hands and your hands and Brother Morgan's hands or any other leader or any other person who's come to this church, look what the Lord has done. And there have been many hands in the harvest and in the fields and now we see what God is continuing to do and getting ready to do And, uh, and so I know that there's been almost 50 years now, well, 50 years today. But I do, I know I wasn't able to take the entire journey because I'm not even 50, I want you to know that. But, uh, but I always like to, to honor those people because I feel honored. If you're here and you were one of those people that voted me and my wife, our family, into pastor this church, would you stand to your feet? That's it, right here. So if you have any issues, blame them. (laughs) Blame them. And I know that there's so many people either traveling, weather, or sickness that would make this even more exciting here today, have the whole church together. But what an incredible act of God. God. That back in the Old Testament, he established a year of Jubilee that had to do with the land and his provision for his people. And here we are, 50th year in liberty. God has provided us with land. And it will be in in this year of Jubilee that we will be breaking ground on a construction project that takes us into the next 50 years. Look what the Lord has done. Construction starts in the year of Jubilee. God is going to honor the land that so many people have worked for 49 years in. He is the, about to give incredible provision over these next 12 months. And in 2072, the next, the next year of Jubilee, maybe... Some of you are still going to be around. You're all now doing quick math in your head. It's pretty easy. Whatever you are now, just add 50. Okay? So, I probably won't be here, but I'd be 91. I'll be a distinguished elder. But many of you are still going to be around and you will be able to look back and say, I remember the last year of Jubilee. And then you will look at the younger generation and say, look what God is getting ready to do. See... Today, I looked this morning before they headed downstairs. My son Jude is 10 years old. In the next year of Jubilee, Jude's going to be 60 years old. 15-year-olds will be 65. 20-year-olds will be 70. And I implore them, the children downstairs, I implore the youth group to keep working the land. Myself and a whole lot of other people from the last 50 years have sacrificed a ton, both in our work, in our stewardship campaign, personal finances, to make sure that the baton could be handed to the next generation. And so God has blessed us, and he continues to bless us. Just in the past 12 months, we baptized more than we ever have in our time of year. We baptized 16 people, and 18 have received the gift of the Holy Spirit. We doubled offerings that impact things globally. Moved the mission, went from about $6,000 to $12,000. Christmas for Christ that we just took up, we we're trying to beat the last year of $6,000. This year we sent in $8,500 in the midst of a stewardship campaign for our own building. We finished our first stewardship campaign and then entered a second one, and you just blew my mind with the way you responded. And and so now, just this past week, I met online with our architect, and we—I'm seeing the final floor plan of a building that's just over 16,000 square feet. Right now, we got 10, and it's such a better layout, and it's beautiful, and you can add phases for future growth. And I'm looking at that, and that is not possible if there are men and women. Women that say hey I know I'm blessed and I know it's gonna take some sacrifice but I know I have not been given what I've been given simply to enjoy it on my own but I know that God has blessed me so I can be a blessing oh it was an amazing year but there were other years along the way That even, you know, I myself, in almost 13 years I've been here, some years were better than others, but certainly the people who stood up, Keith and Lori Green, Jim and Teresa Hamilton, Cesar, Michelle Munoz, could get up here and say, let me tell you some stories about some years that, you know, we just wanted to quit and give up, and it was tough and frustrating and hard. But they didn't. But they did it and they kept planting and digging and watering and taking a harvest wherever there was a harvest. And because of that, we're here. Because of people who said, I will not give up. I will not stop. I will not stop. I'm going to keep planting. And now we reach the 50th year. And the ram's horn blows. And it's the year of Jubilee, a place where we now can sit back and not, not go to rest and relax and do nothing for the kingdom. But where we can say, God, we have worked this land for 49 years. Now I want to see you just bring the harvest. You're the one that goes ahead and says, you know what? Watch what I'm going to do. As we start to break ground on a new piece of property and we start to build in a year of jubilee we say God we've done all of this for all of these years but now God I just pray right now that you begin to bless everything that every hand has ever worked to accomplish over these last 49 years but today I you know even if it doesn't go the way we think if if there's a group of believers especially younger people that say I'm determined that over these next 49 years there are going to be some incredible years where giving is high and offerings are high and people are coming in and being baptized and lives are being touched and miracles, signs, wonders but there's going to be a couple years that something's going to happen and it's not going to go exactly the way you want and your doctor's going to say something you don't want to hear and and a relationship's going to struggle and, and finances might be tight, you might lose your job but you just keep saying, I'm going to keep digging in this land, I'm going to keep planting in this land, I'm going to keep watering in this land I know there's going to be a harvest in this land And so as I, as I bring this to a close already today, here we are in the 50th year of existence of Refuge Church. And God spoke to me way back over a year ago as I realized that this was the 50th year. And I was reading and studying about the year of Jubilee and I was thinking about preaching this message, not even knowing at that time That we were going to be breaking ground on a new building in the year of judah That's just extra exciting. So what God spoke to me was not even about a facility and blueprints and construction. But what God spoke to me was about people. Because really, if we're only building the building for the building, we're building the building for the wrong reason. The building is being built to make disciples. To provide a place of hope and safety, refuge for a community that needs Jesus. But for you personally here today and watching online. That year of Jubilee was one where debts were canceled. It was a time of renewal, a time of a fresh start. And God spoke and said, it's going to be a time of renewal, a time of restoration, and a time of freedom. And so for those of you here today or watching online, I want you to know that there are things in your life that you're feeling are, maybe it's just you've been carrying a burden for so long. You feel just locked in from, to this bondage. You feel bound to whatever that thing is. I can't break free from that. I feel like I'm a slave to that, that thing, whatever that thing is. That sometimes we can go through life feeling like I can't break free from that thing. That is the thing that always is hovering over my head like a dark gray cloud. And every time I make it a verbal commitment to Jesus, that thing is always there. It's always making me feel like I can never do anything more, be anything more, because of that thing. I am here to tell you that this is the year of freedom. That this is the year where debts are canceled, where bond, the bills who are bound are set free. I know that some of you have walked into this building and you have a personal story. It might be, uh, this is my first time tuning in online. This is my first time in this building. Maybe you say, I came from another church. I came from another situation. I came from another marriage. I came from whatever it is. There's a story in your life. And there's stories in your lives that, that you're, you're super pumped and, and, and very, very proud of. But then there are other things you go, I don't want anybody to know that. I don't want them to know the story. I don't want them to know what I've struggled with, what I still struggle with. I want you to know that today is the beginning of a new year for you. It is a year of Jubilee where you have found a fresh start, that you are a vital member, not only of Refuge Church, but of the kingdom of God. And as we roll into 2022, I want you to know that God has nothing but incredible plans for you. I'm not sitting here saying, oh, Oh God spoke to me and you are going to be rich, and you are going to be rich, and you are going to be rich. I am not no prosperity gospel preacher, okay? But what I am telling you is God looks at you right now today and He says I see you. I know what you have come from and this is the year that I set you free. I deliver you. I use you in a mighty way. This is the year where I have plans for renewal, for restoration, for freedom. I invite you to stand to your feet today and everything about today is a celebration why? because this church has worked even long before me for 49 years in this community and God is getting ready to say now watch me provide now watch me bless all of the things that have happened for for almost five decades here I have seen every single act of love and compassion every labor I have seen it all and this is the year that is going to be a year of provision a year of blessing it's started with the campaigns God is going to do great things and personally no matter where you are what you struggle with, what you are going through. God is saying it is the year for canceled debt. It is the year for restoration. It is the year for freedom. It is the year for renewal. And so I invite you this morning to to find a place to pray. If you are watching online don't just shut off the live stream. Leave this play. Begin to kneel down in your living room or your bedroom begin to call out and cry out to Jesus don't just turn off the computer or the the phone now now's the time to begin to talk to the Lord now's the time to begin to say oh God I'm walking into the year of Jubilee with expectations with rejoicing thank you Lord I was walking around praying with people. You just keep praying, keep praying. I was walking around praying with people, and I just, I was laying hands on some people and thinking about how their children or their grandchildren are going to be on the slide presentation at the next year of Jubilee celebration. And so let that kind of guide your prayer right now as to what type of person you are, what kind of marriage I have, my children. And and, and I'm just, as we begin to pray right now, just begin to ask God specifically for the types of things that you want to see on the slides of that next year of Jubilee celebration. You see, because someone like Luke Foster here is going to be 68 years old, right? You're 18? Gonna be 68 years old. Well, guess what? You're gonna be on a lot of those slides, but so are your kids. I mean like we laugh, but right now Some of you are going "Well, Lord knows I won't be on that slide. Well, yeah, but What types of slides would you want to see on there from your grandchildren? Right? And so as we pray here, I want you to see this is a multi-generational church. That God has no plans on stopping. It's going to be ministering in this community until a different type of trumpet blows. It might be like a ram's horn, but it's not going to be to announce a year of Jubilee. It's going to be announcing a fact that the Savior is coming back to call his people home for eternity and until that moment happens there's gonna keep being more and more slide presentations And so I just want to leave you with that, that as you begin to pray here and continue praying at this altar, begin to say, God, what types of slides do I want to see or what i love to see, even if I'm not here, maybe from heaven's point of view, about that next year of Jubilee and all that God's going to do over the next 49 years. thank you so much for joining us today there are so many online options for you to tune into and so i'm really grateful that you chose refuge church just a reminder every wednesday at 7 p.m and every sunday morning at 10 a.m we have a live stream option available to you for more information about the church or anything else that we have to offer please visit refugechurchonline.com